0: Are you looking for truth from God's Word that you can understand and apply to your life? You'll find it today on Make It Clear with Dr. Stan Pons, Bible teacher and president of Florida Bible College in beautiful Orlando. Listen now as Stan makes it clear.
1: Do you know how easy and how susceptible our heart is because it's deceitful above all things and desperately wicked? That we too could do the same in the business and professional field. We too can follow other business people or other owners or whatever to manipulate the system and follow them even though they got nefarious business practices so that maybe we could make more money, we could get promoted, we could get a bonus or we could get a corner office. And it can happen in any world that we're in right now where we begin to very subtly and slowly give too much respect and honor to those that are the liars, the cheats, the thieves. We have to be careful of that. So I'm just saying, caution yourself. Take a a checkup from the neck up as you're living your life to make sure that you are honoring those that have done it the right way. Let's go to number three. And this one here I'm not going to spend a lot of time on because I've given you different sections and verses so you can work your way through it. And that is to give appropriate respect to people who hold God-given positions of authority. All right? These are God-given positions of authority. All right? So for the children, your parents have been given the position of being your parent by the very fact that they came together and were allowed by God to bring you into the world, which now God tells the world, them, and you, that they are the head of household. And so you need to give them appropriate respect. Now, that's not going to say that sometimes they will not be angry, that sometimes they will not double speak, say one thing to you and in front of you and do something else to a Christian leader or something. That might really happen, but for just a moment, boy up, girl up, and realize that God put them in that position, and just the very fact they are your parents, they should get that respect for their position. Wives toward their husbands... It says it in Scripture. That's a wonderful passage of Scripture there. It's talking about how that even wives who had had husbands that were not even following the Word of God, that hated the Word of God, it says in the Greek, that was actually looking at the Word of God and finding ways that they could prove the Word of God wrong, those kinds of husbands, it still told the wives that they needed to show them honor and respect in the appropriate fashion. And there's a way to do that. Go back to the passage and discover it. It's exciting. But then it doesn't stop there. It talks about the husbands need to show honor and respect to their wives. Many times you make it very easy for the wife to respect you husbands if you're showing to your wife tremendous amount of dignity and respect and you do handle her with love and tenderness and care. Then it talks about citizens towards the government and you could talk about all those in law enforcement but also our constitution that we do have to follow what it says and God gives us the freedom to change it through the system appropriately, but we do show that system our respect. Employees toward employers. I left you a passage there that talked about what about those that have employers that are perverse? How do you properly respond to them? That passage will tell you that. Please look that up. It's key. It's critical. And then the next one says employers toward employees, that if they would like to receive respect from their employees, then they need to show in respect as an employer for them. And showing respect means... You value them. You esteem them. You count them worthy for even being employed by you. And the fact that they've chosen to stay employed by you when they could so easily just bolt. And they're there with you. So what can you do as a Christian employer to show dignity and respect to them? And then finally, church members toward church leaders. And we'll talk about that at the end of the message here very briefly. But again, there is an importance that God does place over you, spiritual leadership to protect you, beginning with your pastoral elder level to help you out. All right, let's go to the next one. This one is a key. Put a star by this one. It means giving honor with my heart, not just my lips. There are a lot of people that know the language. They know how to... Verbalize respect. They say, "I love you, I respect you, you're a great person." But inside, they don't have any respect, or very little for respect. Or they know that if they say the right words, then everything will be fine. But inside, it's still not totally resolved. So here it says, "Giving honor with heart, and with our heart, and not just our lips." All right. It says, "Hypocrites," Jesus is speaking. Well, did Isaiah prophesy about you? Saying, "This is key." These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips but their heart is far from me. And so I'm wondering, and maybe sometimes deep in our heart, we struggle with showing respect because we know how to do the language because we call that sin management. We manage our language because we want to appear proper and respectful outwardly, but inside we still struggle. Now this this is so important, folks. Listen. This is why that there could be inside of you, you are carrying discouragement and depression. there's There's a time that there's a little ambivalence in this thing, that one minute you're speaking well, the next minute you're not, because inside you haven't dealt with that soul issue, that spirit thing between you and God. And of course, that's talking about upward with the Lord. We can sing the praise songs, but if we use profanity out in the parking lot when we get cut off leaving the church then then how can we really say I really love the Lord when inside we're really not honoring him 24-7 inside and out and that's key well let's go to the next point this one is important because as our church ages and we have more folks that will become widows it says here giving honor to widows in need and honor widows who are really widows first of all the responsibility is for the family to come alongside that widow They're the ones to take care of them, not the church, so that the church can spend their sources, resources, and and, and money to help those that have no family. But there are times when a family will not come around a widow for whatever reason, neglect, or they, they don't have the spiritual focus and responsibility and priority, so they're kind of out to lunch. That's when the church must be there for that widow. And one of the greatest ways we can honor a widow is to be there when she has a genuine need, And so I hope that our church will always be sensitive to our widows in our midst right here and that we will honor them and provide for them their basic needs of life, spiritually and physically, emotionally and socially. All right, the next is to give honor to all people. This is kind of interesting because we've been talking about honor upward with other people that are over us often, but this one just simply says we're to give honor to everybody. And so how do we do that? Being kindly affection to one another with brotherly love, in honor giving preference to one another, and then 1 Peter 2:17 says honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. All right. Now how do I make sense out of that, young people? This might help you a little bit. All right. In your heart, if you're saying, you know, I really want to be a person who's known to show respect and humility and honor to the people that are around me. How do I do that? How do I remember to do that? How do I act this way? What what do I do? Make it real simple. When you enter the world, starting outside your house, your main thing is to say, how can I make life easier and lighter for other people? Okay, so now you're out. You're out and about. You're taking the bus. You're on the bus. There's plenty of seats. You plop yourself down. You should do it. You paid for it. You still got a long way to go. You're sitting down. Nobody needs your seat. But your antennas are up because you respect all people. And you start noticing that the bus is getting full. And you have your rights. You've got to read your book, do your homework. You got on the bus first. And all of a sudden, you see an older person. Oh, forget about the signs. You automatically want to be the first one to give up your seats. And now there's not old people. Everybody has a seat. Now you just see a lady. You might want to give your seat up to that other lady. It might be that, you know, you don't have to do it. It could even be a child. That child's stronger and better than you are. You give up that seat for that person. You open that door for that person. You let that person have your parking lot, parking spot. Now I went from preaching to meddling, didn't I? All right? But that's what we do. We let others, that's what means, preferring means to allow others to go first, setting them first before us. It'll happen here. It'll happen going up the stairs. It'll happen at school. It'll happen at work. It'll happen at the mall. It'll happen at the beach. Wherever you are, you're trying to lighten the load. Something else you can do. When someone walks by that you know, acknowledge them. Look them in the eye. Shake their hands. Give them a hug. Do something to let them know that you know they exist and you appreciate them. Now for us, there's another way you could look at this. You might say, well, why do I do this on the island? Well, you know why? Because we are an island. Now I'm not on this island as long as most of everyone in here but I've been here for four years now and I know that we have issues on the island sometimes you can go to the grocery store and they don't have eggs sometimes there's going to be an issue with the gas prices going up and so what we can do to honor everybody to say you know what we all got to live on this rock together so what can I do to make life a little bit easier for you how can I do something that makes your world just a little bit better world that's how I honor all people. And as Christians, we can do that. Now, here's what Satan is going to do. He's going to approach your mind and tell you that, you know what? You're giving up so much. You don't need to do that. That person doesn't deserve it. You're right. They probably don't. But God says to honor all people. So you're going to do it. You're going to look at all the other people around you that have a disease called me first itis. It's all about me first in line, first the seed. I earned this. I have my rights. And so you see that, and so Satan is reminding that, especially your friends, because they begin to laugh at you, and they do their own thing, and they've been all into this. And yet you're the person saying, no, I can do this because whatever I lose now, by giving away something to show respect, watch this, I will get back from the Lord. Now let me caution you. Some people already have that view. They'll say, whatever I give up now, I'll get back from the Lord. But then you put a calendar on when you want to get it back from the Lord how you want to get it back from the Lord, how much you want to get it back from the Lord. And so after a while of giving up, maybe a month or two of this, pretty soon you see the more I give up, the less I have, and I even get more taken away from me. Broken cars, broken water heaters, it goes on and on and on. So here's what you could think. You might say, you know what, I can keep on giving up because I've already got so much and my tank will always be filled by God. That's respecting all people. Now stay with this, This is huge because I'm going to take another leap into a theology here. This won't be long, but this is critical. God is in control of everything. We know that. He is sovereign. He is the authority one. He either permits issues to happen, circumstances, or he actually prescribes them to happen because he is God. If you're struggling with an authority figure, please remember, according to Psalms, that he will put some people up, he will put some people down. God is in charge of who gets into office because he's working out a bigger plan than that one event. He's working a process that involves the kingdom of the ages, plural. And so that's only one part of it. The Bible also says in Proverbs, it says that the heart of the authority figure is in the hand of God, and he will direct that authority figure's heart just like he does the rivers. The point of the matter is who's in offices by God and how they act in offices permitted by God, because God can remove them at a moment's notice. So when we begin to wrangle against those who are in position of authority, then what we're really doing inside, this is a hard step for you to take, me too, and that is we're really mad at God. That person has no right to be there. So we're now mad at God for doing that. We don't say that, but that's what's going on. So most people that have a respect problem with people really have a respect problem with God. And so if you really want to take this thing, ask yourself, do I really believe that God is in control? And watch this, and am I satisfied with that? Will I trust him? Will I say, okay, God, I don't understand it all, but that's what faith is all about. You're big, you're right, you're the one who can do this and should do this. I don't understand it, but it'll all come out in the end and it'll be good. And it doesn't matter what happens to me. What does matter is you get all the praise and all the glory. Once you do that, you're able to handle those shenanigans by those people that are in authority. Now, does that mean you can't make an appeal? Sure you can. Does that mean you can't vote someone out of office? Sure, his authority, God gave that to you, the right to be able to do that. But is it right for you to murmur and complain and show disrespect? Nowhere in the Bible does it say that. Quite the contrary. It says to love them, bless them, do good for them, pray for them. Because those kind of weird authority figures really are your enemy. And that's how God says to treat our enemies. Well, let's go one more here because we talked about giving honor unto all people. I wanted to end with this one big point. Here it says, Give all glory, honor to... God completely, immediately, and supremely. You could circle the word all, so that means if you're going to give all your glory, it's going to go to the Lord, then it goes to God completely. That means every bit of it. How, sh- how soon should God get our honor? Right now. How much of it? Supremely. Now, the verses that were wonderfully read by Ryan that you have in front of you are rich. I want to go through them again. Look at it. It says, You are worthy, O Lord. Remember, if we focus right upward, we'll be right outward. You are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. Now notice, follow me. For you created all things. If God has the power to create all things, he has the right to do anything he wants with all things. He created this rock that you're on. He's created your place of employment. He's even created your boss. He's created your husband. He's created your teacher. He's created your Christian leader in your life. He's allowed all of that because he's created all things. So we give him all glory because he's working out a bigger plan. Then it says, it says, and by your will, that means God's sovereign will, they exist. They exist in the place of authority. They're still alive and, and kicking. And so those people are there because God says they exist. And he is in control. Then it goes on to say, and we're created. So God even created those authority figures, those people in our life that we need to respect. This is heavy stuff, folks. But if we really see it, that God has a right to do this, so now we're going to let God be God and not fight God or become our own God. The next verse says this, worthy is the lamb who was slain. Now, you might want to put a box around that phrase, the lamb who was slain, because it all goes back to, here is God who loved us so much, He not only created us and everything that has an existence is because He has it exist. He died on the cross so we could have eternal life. Look, this is cool. Because the Lamb was slain for me, I still can endure all my years of marriage, all my years in my business, all my years with employers and employees, all my years with government, all my years of our country, or should God call you as a missionary to another country and you get your ministry started and that country kicks you out. God says it's okay because whatever you exist here, this is your hell. This is the worst it's ever going to get because the lamb was slain so you could have eternal life. So he can do whatever he wants because he still says you win at the end even if you're under a bad person that it's difficult to respect. Then it goes on to say, that same lamb is worthy to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and glory and blessing and every creature which is in heaven and earth and under the earth and such as in the sea and all that are in them, I heard them say, blessing and honor and glory and power to be him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Now, let me make sense out of this beginning and ending of the verse. The Lamb sits on the throne... All people groups from all times will give honor. They will not do it now. Stay with me. We who are Christians, we can do it the best we can with a still imperfect body and mind. We still can do more than the world could ever do authentically to God because we now have been born again with a new spirit. However, it will still not be to the level of perfection of bringing honor to the Lord until we die and we stand with Him with a brand new body that's not encumbered with the thoughts of this world. We can then fully give it to Him. But watch this too. Every knee will bow, even those that will be in hell forever and ever. So even right now you might be saying, I've given it all up for God. These people are a bunch of creeps. Let me tell you, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess the Lord Jesus Christ. They will do that someday. So do not worry about it. It's all about the Lord. And the last phrase of that verse says, forever and it'll be endless praise and glory to the Lord. But go with me to the next verse. It says, amen. And blessing and glory and wisdom, thanksgiving, and honor, and power and might be to our God forever. Amen. Now take your pen, if you will, and circle the word God there, and then go up to the word lamb and circle that. So now you have God and you have Jesus. So both of them are equal. Those of you that are still struggling, struggling with the equality of Jesus as being God, there it is again in the same passage. They both get equal glory because they're the same. Let's go a little bit further, then it says and after these things, I heard a loud voice of a great multitude now in heaven saying, "Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and honor and power belong to the Lord our God. Coming full circle, God wants us to show genuine respect for God first, for those in authority in our life, and then for all people. I can't do it to others, and I can have a difficult time doing it to those that don't act trustworthy or respectful in my life, But God is always trustworthy. And when we say we worship the Lord, what we're really doing is ascribing to the Lord his worthship. And when we do that, that's a respect from a heart that's turned toward Him. Let's look at our action steps. To do that, you need to receive Christ as the Lord who died for you on the cross, He is your Savior. This is the first and the only way you can begin to show the most respect to the Lord. If he says, I died and rose again, I'm the lamb that was slain. If you want to respect me, then you receive my son, Jesus Christ, as the lamb who was slain for you and your sins. So you can do all the praising and all the giving to help charities and all of that, but if you don't accept Christ as your personal Savior, you're a dissing God at the epicenter of his whole being is found in Christ and his death and resurrection. So trust Christ as your Savior. Realize you need him. Then remove habits in your life that show to God and others that you're not respectful. You can do that now because you have the power of the Spirit to do it. Number three, show respect to your parents, young people, by knowing and doing their wishes. It's easy to do their commands, but it takes that special one who really respects their parents to think, what do they really want me to do? It is not just take out the garbage, but when do they want me to do it? How often should I do it? Should I take it out before they ask me? Am I checking to see if it needs to be taken out and I'm going to do it? That's just one illustration. It goes back to the concept of what are their what are their wishes? Then it says to respect your mate by meeting their needs first, and then put the word cheerfully in there. You can do it, but don't do it begrudgingly. I gotta do it because I'm married, I gotta do it, because I got my authority finger, I gotta do it, everybody's gonna look at me if I don't. Do it cheerfully. It's an opportunity. For you to show to God your respect for Him by showing respect to your mate. Number five, show respect to your employer or supervisor by having an attitude of submission. I gave you a passage to see how that you're showing them honor by just submitting to them. And submission is something you do not on the outside. Yeah, you do it, sure, but it's coming from the inside out. And then finally, show respect for those in a spiritual authority like your pastor or your pastors, those are your spiritual leaders that have been appointed by seeking biblical advice from them on important matters and then perhaps even following them if they can show it to you from a wise uh, biblical position. Well, folks, I want to commend you, first of all, by being so alert today as best as possible from such a busy weekend that we had. But at the same time, what I was speaking on very passionately is respecting. I live in a real world that sometimes I find difficulty in respecting people that are not sometimes worthy of respect. But whatever pulls me back again is when I come back to the Lord and I say, Lord, I love you with all my heart, soul, and mind, and I want to respect you. And Father, you tell me that I need to demonstrate respect for all those who are in authority in some fashion in my life. From even the person who might be an authority figure in my life for one moment. She's the cashier at a grocery store, and she's the one now that's telling me, slide your card or put in your number here. She's asking me to do something. I'm submitting because I want to purchase something. And then finally, to show respect to all those that are around me that have no influence on my life, but I have an opportunity to say, you know what, you're a fellow traveler on planet Earth on your journey to life. And I don't know that at the end of your life if you're going to go to hell and spend eternity separated from God or not. I'm going to heaven so I can put up with whatever happens in this life because I've got heaven. I'm going to and maybe by something I do can help you join my journey to heaven by me loving you and showing you a degree of respect. I promise you that everyone in this room and probably more so to me, God is going to test us by putting us around authority figures are going to challenge us this week. Be ready. He's going to put us around people that we probably don't think are worthy for us to show them dignity and respect. But I'm going to tell you right now, He's given us the spiritual truth and power to show to this world that we're different in the right way let's pray shall we with every of bowed and every eye closed I really love you my friend and I know it's important for us to sense our respectfulness for the Lord but right now the most you can do to show respect to him would be to just talk to him and be willing to humble yourself and say Lord I've been struggling with showing respect to other people and it could be because I have lost my balance with you and I have forgotten that you are in control of everything and you love me and you've got a wonderful plan and a purpose for my life. And I want to just magnify you right now, Lord, and I'm going to let you take my calendar. I'm going to, take the, I'm going to, I'm going to give you everything that I have, all that I own, my career, my place of employment, my marriage, my school, my coach everything, and I'm going to give them back to you and say, Lord, do through them whatever you want to build character in my life and help me to to just live my life in a a God-honoring way. And so, Lord, I'm going to respect you and I'm going to demonstrate a spirit of submission to them. Lord, help me to do that because I need to. And my family needs a model. And if no one else will do it, Lord, by your grace and mercy, let it be me. For those of you that are still outside the faith and you want to respect the awesomeness of God and His love for you, that He'd say, I'll forgive you of all sin. I'm the Lamb who was slain for your sin. I was the sacrifice that went to the cross in your place as your substitute. I suffered your hell for you. Would you honor me and do what I tell you to do right now to go to heaven? First of all, I'm telling you, don't trust your works to get you there. You won't make it. Don't trust your religion. It won't get you there. Don't trust your own belief system that you've created that seems to be working okay. It won't help you because up against Scripture, it disagrees. But trust my son who died and rose again. I love you. And so give it all up for him and trust in Christ alone. Oh, I'm telling you, that's giving him all honor and glory and power and praise. Do it right now, my friend. Is there anyone in here by an uplifted hand would say, silently by that hand, Pastor, pray for me because I'm trusting Christ to give to me eternal life. Is there anyone at all? Just slip up your hand right now and I'd like to pray for you. I won't have you come forward, but I'd like to pray for you Anyone? All right, Christians, how many of you would like to have prayer because God really took today's message from His Word and you're going to now, by God's grace... Work through some of these issues of demonstrating greater respect for those others that God brings into your life. How many of you would like to have prayer? Would you slip up your hand? My hand is up. I want you to pray for me that I would work through these things and model it. Thank you. Many hands.